Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and Filthy Casual. Back at you once again. As usual, this is Harold. What? Damn it. <laughs> did you was... do that on purpose? No. <laughs> this is Dennis? <laughs> This was Lewis. I don't know anymore. Are you are you projecting? No. <laughs> Damn. I guess this is Harold still. So okay. So I I'm, I'm I'm Harold. Welcome to so two I, Heralds and a, a filthy Lewis. I guess is the, <laughs> the new uh, new title of this. What the hell just happened? I'm not even high or drunk or anything. I. I'm doing pretty okay. So um, I'm such a creature. I'm such a creature of habit that you threw me off just by like one word. Like, what's going on? You know, you know what the the problem is, Dennis. You're not wearing your glasses. I think so, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, that would explain things. Well, welcome. Everything is upside down. Welcome, guys. I'm 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 having an ex- ex- existential uh, crisis, I guess, today. Um, so. Um, while I'm trying to get over it, uh, Harold uh, Lewis, um, let's start with potpourri. Um, um, I think Harold seemed, aside from the fact that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on. Harold seems to be in a better mood compared <laughs> to last week. Uh, Harold, um, right. what is the source of this um, newfound like joy here? Um, I've Happiness. Actually, the 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 best part of my week has been the fact that I've actually gone out and bought newspapers. You know what? I didn't think pissed. about that. It's a it's a weird thing because we I know like for a while the newspaper was just a thing that everybody had. And seriously, it's been so long that I haven't bought a newspaper that I thought they cost like remember the beginning of clerks when Dante buys the, the newspapers from that the newspaper dispenser and all he brings is a quarter? Yeah. yeah. I thought that newspapers were still a quarter. Uh no. Or at, or at least <laughs> A dollar. Um, I was a little bit off. Uh, seems to be that it's like twice that price nowadays. But obviously, um, if you guys couldn't tell from the beginning of the last episode, a little bit, uh, I was a little bit down, mainly because the night that we recorded it, we specifically said we would record it after the Laker game because I assumed that wearing the black Mamba jerseys and, you know, uh, having a closeout game that they would, you know, win the championship last Friday, but they didn't. So like half the recording, I'm like trying to recover from that pain because, <laughs> you know, we're not used to that kind of stuff over here in Lakerland. Uh, but everything was fine and redeemed on Sunday. And I, just as I planned and I, as I figured, it was a complete blowout and it was embarrassing. Um, but yeah, once again, our team, me and Dennis's team, uh, world champions in basketball. Um, so are, the, the the show now is two champions and a uh, a filthy clipper. <laughs> a, a, a second rounder. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, he was great. We're the regular season champs, man. No, <laughs> regular you were, season champs. You were still second seed. <laughs> I know this. But, Dang it, you're <laughs> but. The, the, like I said, the the reason I went to buy a newspaper is because the Lakers won. So I went out to my Seven uh, Eleven, picked up a couple of editions, uh, and then they had a special edition that came out this past Wednesday. Um, I had to buy a couple of those too because, uh, honestly, I always have this picture that when we used to record in Lewis's man cave, 
he has old editions of when the Lakers won the championship. So mm-hmm. in the early 2000s, when Lewis was still a fan of basketball, um, he had the old newspaper clipping. So I decided I would keep those as well. So, yeah. Hey, Lewis, do you have the newspaper newspaper clippings for the Clippers winning the championship? Uh, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm saving a space for it. It's okay. next to... <laughs> Just, just check out. I, I want to make sure that, that that's the case. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, same with Harold. Uh, it's got to be. Go ahead, Lou. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said um, same with Harold. I'm pretty ecstatic, pretty happy. And uh, I was really hoping and rooting for a fact that there was going to be two, um, you know, uh, Los Angeles uh, uh, championships. But um, based on today's uh, results, it looks highly unlikely. So. <laughs> At the very least, we have one uh, one successful uh, season so far. I feel yeah, a sense yeah. of regret with that, just because those hats that I've been purchasing that are really expensive are both Laker and Dodger hats. So I figured I'd go 50-50, which is the price I pay for those hats, <laughs> and then be like, oh, like 100% because it's LA, both Dodger and Laker. But now it's just, it's it's a Laker thing. So yeah. at the very rebuttal? least, no, no. Lewis rebuttal? No. Nope, no rebuttals. I was just gonna say, like, uh, that's something that you got a newspaper. It's got to be a little bittersweet though, dude, because, um, you know, I, I did also go to the newspaper stand earlier this year. Unfortunately, like, yeah, the, that was like, I want to see the L.A. Times probably recouped all of their expenses on news on actual printing newspapers uh, this past weekend, and unfortunately, like earlier this year when Kobe passed, I think that was. The big thing, like everybody ran and got the newspaper. It's it's uh it's kind of a dated medium now, but like it's still you know it's still something that a lot of people hold on to. That's that's really cool that you got you got a mag you got a you got a newspaper too, dude. Yeah, so, and I'm 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 glad that I'm subscribed to a uh, Sports Illustrated because it cost me three whole dollars a year. And <laughs> I will I will be getting my copy of uh, the Laker championships, which I know you guys can't see my my uh, my wall right now, but unfortunately. Two of the magazines I have is uh, ESPN the magazine and Time magazine, with uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant issues that I happen to pick up. So you know, add to the collection nice. more Lakers stuff. <laughs> Glad for oh, it, man. Um, for those people listening to this podcast, um, Harold just has just showed us exactly what not to do on a podcast, which is to turn away from his microphone. Yes, so, uh, sorry about that. That was, <laughs> was literally like uh, <laughs> that was really, that. really, really excellent, Harold. The uh, ball does not nope. follow my mouth when I turn to look at things. I have to look. I have to look directly at my computer. Um, um, I wanted to add two things to Poopery today. Um, two new news. Um, not really new. Uh, it's it's a little uh, uh, at least a week already, but um, I think it's still really significant. Um, you know, news came out that um, the Mil- Melissa Ben Benoist Ben Benoist. <laughs> I don't know how we're supposed to we'll pronounce it. But, um, the, the, uh, yeah, so Melissa Benoist is um, Supergirl has been, I guess, uh, I, I don't know if the word, word is canceled, but um, they've decided that it's going to end with this upcoming sixth season. Um, not have never really been, um, you know, too much of a Supergirl fan, but I know that the numbers weren't too bad. Um, but considering that we just lost Arrow, and then all of a sudden now we're losing um, 
um, a Supergirl. Uh, what do you think is the uh, the future looking like for the Berlanti um, universe here? Um, you know, I know for a fact that um, uh, Legends isn't really doing that that well. Um, and the, the Flash is what in its seventh season, I believe. So um, is you know, I know Stargirl is coming up. I know we have Swamp Thing, but is this a sign that um, that the Berlanti, Berlanti universe might be um, shutting down pretty soon? Yeah, um, I got to be honest, you're right. Like, this cannot bode too well for the shared CW superhero universe. You know, it did start off super strong with Arrow and Flash, and I thought Supergirl was a pretty good follow-up. Um, like you, then, like, I'm super lapsed fan. Like, I think I watched the first few episodes, um, but unfortunately fell off. But because I'll, I'll be honest, it's just like a lot of other things. You know, once you get the Flash, I think everybody only has enough time in their lives for maybe two of these superhero shows, maybe three at best. And like you mentioned, like, I totally forgot about Swamp Thing and Legends, but like the CW's got a whole slate, not to mention Black Lightning and Stargirl coming up and Batwoman, which, uh, you know, hasn't had exactly been... um, super clean the last few days you know, or last few months they lost their main star so i don't know it might be a sign that you know we, we've come to the uh, i don't know what the term is again but like basically the breaking point like maybe people are just tired of it like or you know they've had enough and um in the scheme of things i'm actually surprised supergirls got can not legends because you know as as fun as legends says it or as le- as fun sorry as legends could be they don't exactly have like the name, you know, the name brand recognizability as Supergirl, but you know, Supergirl's the one to 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 get canned next. So I don't know. Maybe we're we're in for maybe just another season or another year or two of of uh, of the Berlantiverse. But uh, if it is, then it had a great run. It'll be legendary. Uh, but yeah, hate to see it go. But I guess yeah, it comes to the point where people are just not tuning in anymore. I just and maybe CW is going to make more uh, vampire shows. Yeah, I just find it weird that the CW would actually cancel a show because they seem to be the the one network that's never wanting to get rid of anything. I mean, I've never seen a single episode of Supernatural, but apparently it's been on for like 30 years or 30 seasons. <laughs> and it's just wrapping up but like on episode 45 in the last season. I don't know what's going on. Never watched anything. You could talk about that show all you want. I, could, I would never know. But it's like... Other shows that they've had there, you know, people don't even remember that they're on. So it's like, why would they even bother canceling anything or getting rid of anything when uh, they, they, it's such a niche property where they know that their their uh, thing is for tweens and like young adults and then cut off for that. And then, you know, people who are more interested in the properties itself. So it's like, um, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. I, I'd only seen... A couple of the episodes of Supergirl when it was on CBS, actually, and then when they did any of the crossover stuff with like, uh, you know, um, the Flash and the whole Arrowverse and everything. Uh, but from what I watched, I enjoyed it. It just wasn't a property that I was I was ever going to follow. And um, I'm going to follow up uh, with this with the same thought, you know, um, it seems like um, especially with female led superheroes, um, uh, you know, seem like we have we have this uh, with Supergirl kind of struggling. But of course, we know that uh, one of the upcoming movies, um, superhero movies um, is Gal Gadot's, um, you know, um, Wonder Woman 2. Now, 
I, I asked you guys this, if you guys knew uh, the news, that they revealed um, how much Gal Gadot is going to be making for um, Wonder Woman 2. And the news is this, Gal Gadot is going to be making 33 times more than her original um, salary. 33 times more than her original salary. Okay. So here's my question to you. How much is she making? $33. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Lord. I mean, you're not too far off, bro. Lou, you want to oh, yeah. take a guess here? Considering, I was about that, to say, considering like, that this is a super like um Wonder Woman uh, Wonder Woman came out and did really well. This is um you know um uh, DC trying to make up for it. Considering how much everybody Tony Stark Tony Stark um Robert Downey Jr. all of them making money. How much is Gal Gadot making? My gosh, dude! I, I, I like I, I want to be an optimist and say something like, "Oh, maybe thirty-three million dollars." <laughs> but the op, the the realist in me is saying, "Oh Lord, it's gonna be so much less than that, isn't it?" It's probably like like, well, I shouldn't poop on it because I would love to have thirty-three hundred or you know three hundred thirty thousand dollars in my account, but I'm gonna say three hundred thirty thousand um, dollars. So the her original. Um, her original salary for this, the first Supergirl, was actually three hundred thousand. Uh, uh, oh, okay. okay, okay. So now she's actually making ten million dollars for Wonder Woman two. But think about that real quick. A superhero led, um, and she's the she's the star of this. And in today's society, that somebody would be getting the lead would be getting three hundred thousand dollars like floored me I, I could because the moment i heard 33 million dollars i was kind of like you lou i was like oh my god she's making she's in my head i was like she's gonna be making 40 million dollars because i was thinking they at the very least they gave her like a million or two million dollars for right? the thing but no turns out no so, so you're saying that jim carrey in 1996 made twice as much money for the cable guy <laughs> then Wonder Woman, then Gal Gadot, who is essentially just Wonder Woman nowadays, is making for Wonder Woman eighty four, where she is the main attraction for both of them. Oh, that that's depressing. Yeah. So I mean, so now she's making the ten, but before original one, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. So, so um, that, that, that's probably why she had to do Batman versus Superman and Justice League to make up for the <laughs> just to make for Ben Affleck's like one movie. <laughs> I, oh, I hate to say it. I bet you Ben Affleck made more in his cameo or in his partial role in Batman versus Superman than Godot did in all three of those movies of her of hers. I mean, I mean, I, now that you now you mentioned, I'm going to put that Ben Affleck's salary. For Batman versus Superman. For Batman v Superman. You would imagine that these numbers are out there, right? So. Oh yeah, I think so. I think he's so. Right? Like 15, he's probably like fifteen million or something like that. Because Robert what Downey was. Right. <laughs> no, this can't be right. <laughs> How much? No, that can't be right. No, hold on. Let um let me let me let, let me double check this number because this might be fake. Is there a Snopes? <laughs> and, uh, because it's supposedly saying, according to this, he made 
thirty million dollars for well, Batman I, v Superman. I'm, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So um, I, I ask you that question. I ask you this question then. Um, you know, we've already heard. We we know this that everybody talks about it. That the 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 salary of a woman and a man. There's inequality. There's inequality, but are you are you are you surprised um about how different how much the difference between the two salaries are like the, i want to say i am <laughs> but, oh, go, go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead. No, like the, what the general the general talk has always been about a woman makes 74 cents on the dollar for every for an equal job that a man does right mm-hmm. supposedly that's even mm-hmm. if, if if that was right She'd be making twenty-one million dollars, <laughs> and like not sharing the marquee with anybody else. Like nobody else. Like like Pedro Pascal's in the movie. Chris Pine is in the movie. Kristen Wiig is in the movie. No one cares. I mean, people care, but their story is Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Like Batman versus Superman. There's two guys. So there's Batman. And Ben Affleck obviously makes that much. I wonder how much Henry Cavill made for that movie. But uh, obviously, if she only made three hundred thousand for starring in Wonder Woman, she probably made like twenty bucks for starring for cameoing in BVS. <laughs> twenty bucks. <laughs> like they 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 gave her carte blanche at the uh, catering cart, and that's about it. <laughs> Go crazy. <laughs> like here, wear this skimpy dress. Be the person that stops Doomsday technically because you're the one that does most of the work, and then but you know you're gonna make 0.5 cents to every 10 million dollars that Ben Affleck's gonna make. That's that's discouraging. I I'd hate to ask how much he made for the Fast and Furious movies because well those are her stepping stone. But I'm I'm just glad she's gonna get paid what she's worth moving forward. Hopefully. <laughs> And that's oh, that's the, that that is disappointing, and and you know I'm sure it's unfortunately reflective too. Like uh, I know the 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 Asian Am community likes to poo poo on uh, on Scarlett Johansson for taking uh, roles and whatnot, but you know I'm sure she's getting paid pennies to what Robert Jr. made in the last few movies too. So yeah, hopefully they'll make it up with her with, with the Black Widow movie. I, I'm gonna add this real quick because I I, I just typed up. Um, how much did Chris Pine make for? Um, <laughs> so supposedly they uh, they haven't revealed how much she did. But um, one of the things that people are saying, we have to consider that um, Chris Pine, who really Chris, Pine. uh, Chris Pine's like first like big like starring role where he was the main character was Star Trek, right? Um, he made ten million dollars for it. <laughs> I mean, arguably, Star Trek was a was a was an ensemble cast too. So that's not even like arguably. I mean, that was, you're right. It, it is. Uh, that was a Zachary yeah. Quinto vehicle. Oh, man. That was Simon that was Pegg star- starring role. <laughs> Simon Pegg, by the way, great in the boys. <laughs> For the, yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot he was in that show. Did not see that oh, coming. Man. Well, I he love probably, the fact- he probably made more in. These two episodes of the boys in Gal Gadot made for Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um, I, I like the the one the one I think I liked about that is, and I'm pretty sure you guys know the trivia that um, Huey was um, uh, created or, or the uh, the character of Huey um, was drawn uh, based on Simon Pegg. 
Yeah. And so, um, so it's like um, they were kind of dis- like they were kind of disappointed that they couldn't get Simon Pegg because they couldn't um, get Simon Pegg to be like um, a young Huey, and it's not gonna it's not gonna make sense. But um, whoever Huey is works out. I'm pretty happy about it. But I'm pretty sure Huey is making more than three hundred thousand dollars. Hopefully, uh, Gal Gadot has has. Um, it's successful and she can um, earn back more, but man, 10 million, you know, uh, considering how much what the budget for Wonder Woman, um, you know, yeah. 1984 is, I'm surprised that's not even higher, dude. I hope, I hope it's one of those things where she has like a, like a back end deal, like where like uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s salary for the last two Avengers movies weren't that high, mm. but because he was technically a producer, he made ton, he made so much money. I think he made like eighty million dollars, something like that. Wow, that's crazy. Because the movie made over a billion dollars, and yeah. as as one of the guys, which I mean, smart for him for getting his name into that, you know, and he was the person that not carried the franchise, but he created that franchise basically. Yeah. Because so, without his success, the rest of the movies don't think. Agreed. Which is the same thing. They should take that into account as well, where. Look at all the other DC movies that have failed because they put so much money into uh, tried and true stars, and the only ones so far, the only ones so far that have really succeeded are the two ones where the main characters aren't household names, where you have Gal Gadot and you have Zachary Levi. So it's like those are the two movies so far that have done the best for them. So like even now, it's curious to see how well Black Adam is going to do because even though it's starring you know the world's biggest actor. Um, it all depends on, you know, how the storyline goes and how uh, people can relate to the story. So yep. I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, last poopery for me. Um, have you guys heard? We, I know we talked about Soul and um, and uh, Harold, you were right. Soul is going straight to Disney Plus and it's going to be just streaming. No um, special uh, pricing or anything like that. But um, it looks like everything else is getting pushed. So Black Widow is going to be pushed to 2021, um, May, I believe. And so that means movies such as Shang-Chi and all those things are just move- being moved like a, a year, um, you know, a year, two years um, ahead of forward. How is this, in your opinion, how is this going to affect movies in general? Considering that Disney Plus or Disney has announced that they were focusing on the streaming aspect of it which might signify the i don't know i don't know about the fall of the movie industry but definitely if they're thinking more of streaming that's going to change the way we view movies you know um forever yep it'll oh that'd be interesting yeah i read that same thing or that 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 rumor the report that disney's gonna kind of refocus their efforts towards a small screen towards the streaming um that'll be interesting to see if that experiment works i mean i, I guess have have they released how mulan did in this last month or so because like maybe depending on how well that did or that little experiment did for them that could dictate how they move forward with this whole thing like if they got new subscribers if they got people like us who are subscribers and went out of their way to pay extra for the movie um so yeah and and like i don't know hopefully they're not making any short-sighted weird decisions just because of i mean not just because it's a pandemic obviously this is a freaking unique situation that hasn't happened in 100 years but you know hopefully they're not making any rash decisions over what you know what might hopefully calm down over the next few year, uh, months or years 
and that'll affect the, the like basically how we're going to be taking our entertainment for the next few uh, for, for the for the immediate future. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad or I'm I'm happy to see Soul will be premiering on Disney Plus so that everybody can be will be crying to a Pixar movie at home instead of in the theater. So uh, you know. But uh, yeah, but the movies like Black Widow, though, or the big superhero tentpole movies, like, I don't know, guys, like, I loved watching those with you guys in the movie theater, like, the, with the popcorn and the sound and the well, the whole experience of going out of the house on a Friday night or a Thursday. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that could be repeated or that can be uh, copied anywhere else. So hopefully, you know, some kind of compromise, or at least, you know, the, the theater still stays, stays around in one shape, uh, way, shape or form, but we'll see. Um, I did. Did you guys ever see that the the uh, I don't know what's an article, but it it was something that was stating that one of the ways that I believe that movie theaters are going to try to accommodate for um, the future is to uh, create more screens with less seats. So like smaller screens with less seats. So like you know how at um, okay we're gonna take for example like Winneka. So we watched we watched movies obviously at Winneka theaters, Pacific theaters in Winneka, several times. And a lot of the times when we watch the big movies, you go to the biggest screen. But if you go to a smaller movie, you get us uh, the smaller theaters. And I believe that those movies, they 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 generally just you know put those for independent films or movies that are like way past their time over there. Um, but the thinking is that if you create more of those kind of screens, you have opportunities for more people to see it at the same time. So it's like you basically have the same movie running in 20 screens instead of just maybe three or four and then just uh, more spaced out. So everybody's, you know, has their social distancing. So everybody's allowed to enjoy themselves that way. That'll be an interesting thing to do, dude. Like, um, I, th- I think I've actually seen that before. My family and I have been able to see um, in, in See Me. Uh, shoot, I can't remember the name of that theater now. But they have, like, their whole gimmick is, yes, they do have the smaller theaters. But they're also, uh, the other two is that they, they serve meals. Like, full-on, not just, like, popcorn and hot dogs, but, like, a full-on restaurant-style meal with alcohol. Oh, that's Studio Movie Grill. Thank you, Studio Movie Girl. Yeah, so it's it's a lot smaller. Um, it does feel a lot more intimate, and and even um, shoot, dude, I, I wish I had Harold's memory right now. Where did we see Terminator again last year? We watched it at the Alamo Draft House. At the Alamo Draft House, that kind of felt like a little a, a little smaller and a little more intimate. So I kind of dig that. If that's the direction, uh, I mean, I guess go for it. I mean, hopefully, maybe the theaters can make up uh, their lost revenue by, you know, instead of instead of charging freaking twenty bucks for one ticket. You you know maybe you charge 10, 15 bucks for 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 a ticket, but you know show with a smaller theater you can show movies more often or at least a more diverse uh, showing of of shows so that you can get more people in there instead of like a bunch of empty seats in a in a two hundred dollar and two hundred seat the, um, stadium. But um, you know that's why I don't work for AMC. But we'll see what they do and kind of move from here. And I think even that, even if they they do go that route where they're going to be doing smaller theaters, that means then the the money in terms of uh, you know effects and and all those things I, I think will have to change because mm. well, we're so used to you know or at least the studios are so used to thinking of uh, you know nerds like us wanting to see like <laughs> the biggest screen possible so it's gonna they're gonna have to pay you know millions of dollars for IMAX we're gonna may pay millions for all this and all that but you know if that is gonna be the future I think that's gonna be another effect where maybe just maybe the 
um, the age of you know two hundred million dollar um, movies are going to disappear. And right. uh, you know, so it, it's uh, we do live. You know, I, I hate it when people keep on using it. It's the most overused um, word is unprecedented times. You know, <laughs> everything. So I think we are in at least in the the movies and um, the in uh, all these things unprecedented time right now. Uh, really quickly, since Lewis mentioned it already, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Soul because I'm pretty sure it's gonna have some kind of gut-wrenching part where I'll probably ball my eyes out. But um, <laughs> you know what movie they were showing on ABC last night? Hmm. They were showing Coco. Of course. Oh, nice. <laughs> Telling you, man. Every time. <laughs> I don't know how it does it. And then you know it's she, coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. And I'm like, all oh, happy before that. But then, like, you know, when she starts singing with him, oh, God damn it, I'm thinking about it now. Anyways... <laughs> So um, if only I was a, a really good um, editor in terms of like the videos and everything, I would do one where um, where um, instead of, um, you know, when uh, Coco starts crying, um, all of a sudden you just hear Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point, Harold would like just collapse. It was like, oh, crap. It'd be the, it'd be the most died. meta of metas. And like even my tears would start crying. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, uh, good stuff, guys. Uh, good poopery this week. Uh, Lewis, why don't you uh, um, bring us to our uh, our main topic, I guess. All right. So, yeah, we're talking about the horrifying future of theaters. Um, you know, it, it is October. So, you know, I think Dennis has ta- talked about it last year already. Uh, you know, we're not the biggest horror nerds here. We don't really go out of our way to watch the latest, oh, unless you're Harold, I guess, watch the latest Saw or the latest Final Destination. But, you know, we we, we, we we enjoy, not enjoy, but, you know, today's episode, I guess, um, to make things a little scary for our listeners, what I wanted to talk about today were the horrifyingly bad movies we've actually gone out and seen ourselves. Um, so, you know, for every, you know, I'd like to think the three of us are pretty savvy, like we can get past the slick advertisements and the, and the, and the, the fast and funny commercials and see like, okay, that's a, that's a really crappy movie. I'm not going to see that, but you know, sometimes we're suckers and we'll see something that maybe uh, they, they, uh, there's an actor that we really like that's in it, or maybe, you know, I'll bring it up later, but maybe it's an adaptation of a property that we loved. And we actually, after the two hours of the movie, we walk away going, what the hell was that? So, yeah, uh, let's talk about our horrifyingly bad movie experiences or movie movies that we've actually seen. Um, anybody want to go first? Um, I, I guess I'll go. Um, you know, uh, one of the franchises that um, I've always, I wouldn't say always loved because, um, um, you know, I, I wasn't really aware of it. But once, um, you know, Batman started coming about with like, um, you know, Batman the animated series. Um, you know, with with the uh, Batman with Tim Burton with um, with uh, Jack Nicholson. You know, all of a sudden, um, the, the 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 concept of Batman, that the character of Batman became really, really um, you know alive in my head. And um, I've always been a huge Zorro fan. Um, you know, I have no idea why, where I got the the concept of Zorro and. Um, why I watched it, which by the way, um, we have we ever talked about Zorro the Gay Blade? Because no, we haven't. <laughs> no, we have not. <laughs> Great movie. Uh, we need to talk about that. 
Um, but, um, you know, I remember watching and, you know, uh, all, you know, we had a Batman um, with the Joker and then we had Batman with uh, Catwoman and the Penguin. And all of a sudden we had Val Kilmer's Batman, which I still think was pretty cromulent, um, I, I, different, <laughs> you know, but um, different, but not as good as others. Um, and you know where I'm going with this. Um, you yeah. know, I, the, the movie that, uh, you know, Lewis just talked about that we're pretty savvy that we're able to get past the whole, like, you know, um, the, the glitz and glamour of it. Um, I still distinctly remember looking forward to watching uh, um, uh, uh, Batman versus Robin. Uh, not Batman, uh, Batman and Robin. Wow, uh, I'm creating my own movie, um, and that would be a much better movie. And that was I was not only was I looking forward to it, I was like, oh man, we get to see Robin, we get to see you know um, Alicia Silverstone, um, you know, and it was it was like um, at least at that time um, I was a I was a huge Chris O'Donnell fan and I had convinced myself that Chris O'Donnell was going to be, uh, was going to be the perfect Robin. Um, and that Alicia Silverstone, because I was in love with her, uh, was going to make the, <laughs> the, the best uh, Batgirl. And I remember watching in movie theaters. I was like, what, what the hell? <laughs> what, what, what is going on here? I, uh, I, I, I'm so confused, um, you know, and they, they used and abused so many um, great characters um, that at the end, I was like, I, I, I don't know how to feel about this is, was, was, was this a joke, you know, and I guess it's one of, one of those things where um, they had lost the soul of the franchise. They just decided, okay, let's, let's go big or go home let's bring in all the famous character uh, famous actors let's um let's make you know let's make it as goofy as possible and it became the total opposite of what tim burton was trying to do with the original batman and you know thankfully christopher nolan eventually um brought batman back into um into um the the limelight but Dude, that was like almost a death knell for that character. So that was for me the most horrifying, one of the most horrifying movie experiences that I've ever seen. You know, we were young back then. So, <laughs> and dude, you're right. I think you're right. Cause like all of the characters in that movie were so hyped or at least well built in like uh, us comic, comic book nerds' heads. Because, yeah, I totally forgot that Bane was in this movie. Yeah. Until you mentioned all the characters. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was there. And he wasn't even, like, a fraction of what we thought he could have been. And, oh, yeah, that was a that was a swing and a miss. Because I, I think when they even showed that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be um, Mr. Freeze, I'm like, uh, 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 sure, we'll, we'll, we, we'll, this is okay. This will, this will be okay. This will be okay. <laughs> Doctor Freeze. Doctor Freeze has a has an accent. Um, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I like that movie. <laughs> and I love the fact too that like, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like, wasn't there like a running gag that Chris O'Donnell was only like two years younger than um, than George Clooney was or something like that? It's like not really the the young uh, ward of the state that he was in the comic books, but <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> I just felt bad that Alicia Silverstone made so much, like turned into a superstar overnight with back to back being in the Aerosmith videos and then being the star of Clueless. Yeah. And then she made another movie. 
which was ex- excess package. I don't know why I know that. And then her next one was, you know, Batman and Robin. And she got to be Alfred's niece. Yeah, it was it was just like that movie all around is just awkward. Like nothing ever flowed in that movie whatsoever. And this is how much of a nerd I am. I know the actor who played Bane. He was an ex-wrestler. And the fact that literally of all course you know that. <laughs> and, and he's a random wrestler too. So even if I mention his name, no one's gonna care. But the way they get rid of Bane is like, hey, well, let's pull his hoses out. That's it. And he deflated. Like he literally, <laughs> he literally turned into Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like they pulled out the dip from his that was flowing into his system, and then he his skin was all that was left. So, <laughs> oh man, what a sad that, sad that was, that was rough. That was a rough movie. So, uh, I, I guess I'll I'll, I'll kind of parallel with uh, with Dennis on this one for my choice for and um. So, like I said before, you know these are movies that we actually saw in the theaters. And Lewis, not necessarily together. Yes, Lewis, can I interrupt you? I apologize. Um, Go for it. Um, uh, Alicia Silverstone um, in in the movie um, uh, Clueless. Guess how much she made? <laughs> less she than made- Don. Less than Donald is on. <laughs> she made two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh my god! Fifty thousand dollars less than than Gal Gadot in, in 20, Twenty-five years later. That's so rough. Is that a, is that adjusted for inflation or is that just? <laughs> That's even if you adjust it for inflation, that's even worse. <laughs> that's even worse. It's even worse. Let me guess though. Paul Rudd still got paid the most out of all of them. <laughs> oh man. Oh wait, no. What's worse is she earned one point five million dollars for Batman and Robin. <laughs> Playing oh, the sixth Lord. lead. Uh, I know. Okay. And I, I think I, I if 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 Wizard the comic book magazine informed me correctly back then i think arnold got put, paid the most out of all of them too even more than freaking george clooney was but i guess you know if you need dr freeze if you need austrian dr freeze, freeze you're gonna freeze. get mr freeze i'm sorry he, I thought he, went to, PhD. He, he, went, he went to eight years of medical school to get that man look if if, if, if mr freeze was a doctor he would have been able to solve the problem already okay that's true. That's it, turns, true. it turns out he was just some joe schmo with a refrigerator dude yeah he was just a regular refrigerant guy Okay, he was a Maytag man. You're in the back of this book. Sorry, Lewis. I needed to bring that. I bring. I, need, I was so curious. I was like, huh. I wonder. Hey, you know, I, 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 I am digging uh, woke feminist though. I, 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 I welcome him towards to our new web, uh, web, uh, podcast. Um, so for for me, I'm gonna go like a little tangent to Dennis's uh, thing, and um, I, I, I think uh, I was definitely. A fan of this franchise, you know, in, in college, it was one of the comic books that, um, yeah, I think Dennis is actually was one of the ones to turn me on to Jeff John's uh, version of the Green Lantern. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about the movie with um, and a bunch of actually pretty good, solid actors. Peter, uh, Peter Skarsgård, Mark Strong. Um, oh, my gosh. Who, who played... Um, Waller, um, oh my gosh, she was she was Black Panther's mom. Anyway, uh, a, a bunch of great actors, uh, a really hot DC comic book property, 
um, that fell flat on its face because I, I, I can't even actually no, I can't tell you why it, it fell flat. Like first off, the aesthetics, uh, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern co- uh, costume or lack thereof a costume uh, was a big turnoff. I, I don't, I think even comic book fans kind of saw that and saw the muscle CGI thing going on and totally got turned off. Um, not to mention, I guess once people actually went to the theater and saw what they were in for, um, there was not a lot of the Green Lantern in it. Um, it's been a while since I've seen this, but from what I remember correctly, it felt like a long movie. I think it was like a two hour, two hour plus movie. And I think Ryan Reynolds was only in costume with his little with his with his mask for maybe 15 minutes of that runtime. Every, everything else, he's just like running around or yeah on earth uh it, it gets really exciting when they get to oa uh the planet oa where all the green lanterns are supposed to train with uh with with kilowog and we meet sinestro and all that folks but again super short for the amount of time the runtime that this movie has be perfectly honest like super disappointing uh, even then so it had a lot of potential, and I think it was one of those movies where they tried to fit way too much into it. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch this movie, but I think they tried to make way, fit too much into the one movie to set up franchises in the future, and it just kind of failed. So, yeah, really bad. It is as bad as they advertise it uh, in the scheme of uh, superhero movies, definitely in the, in the lower rungs on that one. I was so disappointed because uh, a um, I, I I am a huge Homer for um, Ryan Reynolds. Um, uh, ever since you said I Homer, saw him, right with an R, I said Homer with an R. Okay. Um, especially <laughs> after watching, um, I, like I, I thought that he was hilarious in Scrubs. So um, like he, he only had one part in it, and I was thought that that character always like was memorable memorable to me for some reason, um, but. It's not like I wouldn't go as far as it's the worst. Admittedly, there's a lot of bad things about it, but I don't know. There was there was potential to it, but like you said, especially even though even though they made fun of the fact that uh, they spent so much money on the Green Lantern costume, you know, I think that I think the budget was like two hundred million dollars, and I think like a fourth of it was like the costume. Um, and um, it would have been better if he just wore like you know what a generic uh, generic one, considering as you said only 15 minutes of the time was there. Um, but there was some great moments. Um, I, especially you mentioned the the training scene with Kilowog and and Hal Jordan. It was what I wanted. Um, seeing um, seeing a Sinestro was what I wanted. But um, I think it was one of those things where they, it suffered from the silver, the silver surfer um, issue where they couldn't come up with a big bad that was compelling enough. And so they took um, something that was supposed to be, um, you know, some, something that was supposed to be really sinister. And then they were like, OK, let's make it a glob of yellow and, um, and we'll call it fear and we'll call it paradox. And so it's one of those things where it's comic books was great they just couldn't put it into uh, and couldn't translate it into film which i never really did understand because it's it's simple to do a green lantern make it into a star wars movie you know like that that's the only thing i could it, you know i can think of green lantern especially hal jordan is a mixture of like luke skywalker and han solo mixed together you do a star wars movie you have it and i still don't get why they couldn't make that movie I enjoyed that movie. 
Am I the only one that watched it in theaters? <laughs> That's oh, I watched it in theaters, the whole episode. Okay. I actually like that one. <laughs> I, I, I watched it in theaters, and like I said, I, I don't think it's that bad because um I, I've watched it multiple times already. Yeah, like, I just watched it a few weeks ago, actually. I, you, you and I might have watched the same the, uh, same thing if it was on TV because I yeah it's on it's on HBO, it 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 plays occasionally. I keep thinking his friend is Richard Ayoade, but it's not him. It's just a guy that looks like him. Like like they really went out of a way to find a British guy who has glasses and hair like him, and it's like, but it's not him. So I don't know. So I, I like the fact that so far we've done two movies in there. I was like, you know what? They're pretty okay. <laughs> they're not that they're bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what horrible movie Harold has here. Uh, I'm going to go. And I'm looking forward to this because Harold's seen yeah. a lot of movies. I don't know if you guys have seen. I don't know if you guys know this about Harold. I, I have a lot. I have a lot. My list is pretty bad, but I'm going to keep it just a couple of them. Um, I'm going to talk about. You know, it's funny. I think you guys, some people actually enjoy this movie. I did not. Uh, the original that came out in the movies was fantastic. And I remember specifically, I went to watch it with one person. And that one person was Dennis. And the, the movie that we watched was the original Mortal Kombat. Um, so wait Mortal a Com- second. <laughs> so Mortal wait, Kombat wait. comes out. Wait, wait, wait. I, I truly hope, Harold, that you're not trying to imply that I did not, I don't like that movie. Because... No, no, no. <laughs> we, 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 that movie's awesome. The original Mortal Kombat movie is probably one of the best video game adaptation movies ever made, um, except for the lack of okay, okay. Uh, fatalities. Uh, however, on the other hand, the sequel to Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Was, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And um, as soon as that movie started, I regretted it right away. <laughs> because in the opening moments of that movie, they kill off Johnny Cage. And I, it, wasn't, it wasn't even the same Johnny Cage. Like, that guy was even like, I think this is going to be crap. So, um, yeah. There was a movie that... So, remember a lot of the biggest issues I've had with a lot of uh, superhero movies in general? is when they put too much characters on there that, you know, you don't have enough time to spend with any of them. This is exactly that point because right. much like Mortal Kombat 3, there was way too many people in this movie and they were trying to make every single person important in their two minutes that they were on the screen. So, like, I remember a random Nightwolf sighting. They put in, like, smoke. The two freaking uh, robots... I can't even name all the like Sindel was there and she was supposedly like, oh God. And then to top it all off, they use the animality that Liu Kang has, which is he turns into a dragon with the worst CGI God has ever created. <laughs> like we talk crap about uh, the rock in, as a scorpion king in The Mummy Returns. But this movie came out a year or two before that and it was so much worse and i have laughed at movies before because you know they're comedies i had never laughed that hard at a movie because it was that bad where every time something came out like the dude that was playing jacks was like so atypical african-american that it, it stung me and he was actually like the best part of that movie <laughs> Like everything else, 
oh god i'm literally having flashbacks of me sitting in the theater going i can't believe this is an actual movie and people <laughs> around me going that that guy's right <laughs> so, so mortal kombat annihilation probably the worst movie i've ever seen in a theater I hate to say it, but that is a great pull because I too saw that in the theaters, thinking this can't be that bad. Or this, you know, the first movie was great. It was like uh, schlocky fun, and like just like you said, like one of the, probably the best video game adaptations up until that point. And then you're right; they killed off Giant Cage, and then there's a new Raiden. <laughs> they- yeah, the Raiden was so it went from <laughs> it went from Christopher Lambert the Highlander to the guy i know his name like i know his name i don't remember his name off the top of my head but he ends up playing like the detective that's in charge of uh paul walker in too fast too furious james remar his name is james remar who doesn't who can't <laughs> act for anything nice, dude. and they pull and they took off his sleeve <laughs> so they were sad that i know that but, <laughs> but they were like oh yeah this it's the same reading just we'll take off his sleeves and his we'll change his hat <laughs> Because that's what you need, like Melody Stacy with a new hat. So that's how they got it. Yeah, I watched too many movies. <laughs> there was pain. There was pain in that that, that that voice. Just so you know. Also, really quickly, the the not the ultimate irony, but the thing <laughs> that the, the 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 experience about both movies made me laugh. So I watched Mortal Kombat, just me and Dennis, which was in 1995. Mortal Kombat Annihilation comes out in 1997. It's not me and Dennis. It's me and Dennis's ex best friend. So I watched that with that guy. So you you know which one was the <laughs> superior? Uh... Exactly, and it, it's it's the ultimate irony, not ultimate irony, the ultimate coincidence that the one I actually watched with Dennis ends up being one of my favorites, and then the other one, who I like the guy, still my friend, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looks like I chose right in the end, guys. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm gonna go with uh, um, Lewis mentioned the, the the adaptations and um, adaptations are, are are really difficult because um, oftentimes when you have adaptations, mm-hmm. um, you know there's a sense of this is what I'm expecting, this is what I want, you know, kind of like when um, they adapted um, Harry Potter, you know, um, every everybody everybody was either loving it or hating it. Um, I loved it just because it was, it was really close to the movie. There were like a lot of the details that they had, but people were like, Oh man, it's so boring. And so um, that, that really is the, 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 the biggest difficulty of it. But um, there are some adaptations out there, beloved, um, you know, um, uh, beloved franchises that we all want to see. And um, I have to go, and I know this is very, this is like a, a gimme already, but I'm gonna go with um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, or Thank I think you. it's called yep. the La- I think it's called The Last Airbender, and so. yep. it's one of those things where I kind of kind of, and I think that's the theme of my of my picks here. I tricked myself into thinking that it was going to be good. Um, because already, like, even like the, the, the trailers and everything and that, that came about you, there was, it was already suspicious. There was already suspect <laughs> there where, you know, you're like, wait a minute, you, you never see anybody do any bending a eh, in the, in the, the trailers. Um, and then, 
Um, one of the very first thing you hear is is Katara go ong. It's like, oh, oh no no, they're gonna fix that. You know that's that was just a, a mistake in in the audio. That, that that's not what she actually said. And so I I convinced myself so much that Louis, I think you and I watched it with was it your son? We were together, man. Yes, it was. It was, was Harold it with was, us or no? No, it was okay. not it was, at all. It was, it was the two of us and um, my eldest. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I see. I remember right. Because... This movie was. Go ahead. Yes, go for it. No, I, I just remember going. No, I said I said this movie was also on my list. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, man, this is going to be amazing, and I tricked myself. And I remember one of those movies where I think if your son was not there, and I didn't know how, I like I couldn't hear his expression, uh, or I, you know, I couldn't uh, I couldn't figure out what, what 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 he was feeling. So if if I wasn't with him and you, I think I would have walked out uh, of the movie because <laughs> man, though uh, remember there's that um, there's in Avatar: Last Airbender in like season in like book three. There's uh, there's the, the 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 place. There's a, a part there where the um, the um, Team Avatar is watching a movie about the Avatar, and Aang is like rolling his eyes. Everybody's like going, "Oh, this is stupid! Oh, the the casting is terrible." It, it was almost like a parody of what was happening in that uh, that scene, and that's what it reminded me of. So, um, my w- one of the worst experiences I had, even though it was with Lewis, I guess I chose the wrong friend, Harold. Um, I should have I should have hung out with you instead of Lewis at that time. Um, was ever or was it the last airman? Yeah, I'm gonna have to harp in on this one because, dude. Definitely one of my favorite cartoon franchises ever. Uh, full credit to you guys for that one because I, I remember watching it. Or you, um, you know, Dennis, turning me on to this. Um, like I said, uh, my eldest was in on it too. Super hyped when the trailer started dropping. I'm like, oh, they made an adaptation. It can't. It, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. It's it's made by what do you call it, M. Night Shyamalan, who's got this great background, or, you know, whatever. So, it, it, it's it gotta be good, right? And, yeah, dude, that was, that was super rough, and I hate that, that like, it's, it's, the funny thing is, it's coming up again, because all these new fans are getting turned on to the cartoon on Netflix, and just right above, you know, uh, on your Netflix screen, when it says, if you like this, may we suggest the movie? Don't do it. <laughs> Do, do yourself maybe if maybe if you're a, a nihilist or a masochist uh, maybe watch a little bit of it but don't i still remember then we were talking about like you know i think the 3d element because like i think we even paid extra for the 3d movie or yes, the 3D we version <laughs> like sure it'll be different it'll be super cool there was like two effects <laughs> three <laughs> so you're saying you watched the wrong avatar in 3d I guess, I guess, like, were we in the wrong theater? Like, James Cameron went in the other Avatar. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you could see the space, the ship coming in, the unobtainium was floating. It was amazing. Yeah, it was obtainium. Not this one, not this time. Yes, it was actually obtainium. <laughs> uh, um, it turns out that uh, the one. the twist that M. Night Shyamalan um, uh, wanted to do was like, <laughs> guess what? 
it's not a good movie. That's like the uh, that's the twist that, that that he came up with. Dude. That was um, a very meta. That was a meta twist, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what do you call it? So, uh, uh my next one, yeah, the. the now you got me on, on, on a roller coaster, but uh, I, I'm going to go a little bit of uh, what, what Harold's done, meaning a, a sequel, and a little bit of what Dennis is already talking about, uh, adaptations. Um, so this one, it hit both of those. If there's a Venn diagram of crap, uh, this would be right smack in the middle. I'm talking about Transformers 2. Uh, Transformers 1 was a really fun, like, first step into the, you know, the Michael Bay Transformers universe. Uh, the sequel was, you know, the, the first movie left enough, uh, you know, left enough out there for, for, for fans wanting more. Can't wait for the sequel. You know, we were all thinking they could do no wrong. Shia LaBeouf is going to be an action superstar. Megan Fox is going to be the next big thing. Um, and then, yeah, fast forward a few years later and we see Transformers 2. Um, so really, I, I, I can't even quite put my finger on why. Actually, no, there's, I think there's too many reasons why I don't like this movie personally, but I think better, smarter reviewers have already put it out there in the internet. So just look up why and whatnot. But I think my, the, the, the biggest offenders are like, you know, uh, all of us here are, are kids, are 80s kids. We loved the Devastator toy, the fact that these five robots combined into this huge, gigantic, you know, world ender that even Optimus couldn't take down and he had to have his own combiner robot come out. Um, they, they debuted in this one and they made it a joke. You know, the big gag was, um, God, what's that dude's name? Going Dr. underneath. Kuro. John, to see, even Harold remembers. I know exactly uh, John, where you're going with that. <laughs> exactly. The scene is about. You know, I, I got hyped. I mean, uh, you know, I'll be perfectly honest. During the trailers, you know, they, they did uh, tease that the fact, like, oh, check out these construction uh, machines coming together to, to, to form Devastator and you come to theater to see it happen. And it becomes a gag because John Satura was underneath the, the, the big robot and he calls in for, you know, he, he calls in for, for, for Navy assistance and he says, I'm under the robot's balls. Anus. <sighs> like crickets. He says, he says, I am directly crickets. under the robot's anus. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's how much I hate that movie that I've seen that line. I, uh, I, or I think you can quote. I'm sorry. There's nothing to like about. Right, I think you're right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with that. I'm not gonna even like besmirch my my computer by searching the quotes on that movie. But yeah, that was and it became a gag, and it was it was just rough. It was a rough all over. So yeah, definitely a a, a tough step for that. I was really hoping for Transformer movies, and um, you know, I, I mean. Obviously, it didn't really stop them too much because, what, five movies later, they're still going to be cranking out Transformers movies, or at least they did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, more power to them, but I, I choose to believe that that movie never happened. And I, I, I apologize to my kids for dragging them out to see that one. Um, Lewis, it's one of those things where um, I, 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 that one didn't trick me because I was like, F no. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna, saw it coming. It's like nope. not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. And so when I heard everybody's reactions, like yeah, good choice. So um, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't remember that movie, or I've never watched that movie. Hold on. <coughs> I'm just laughing already. So that series itself is a series of fool me once, shame on you, shame on you kind of things. Yeah. Because that happened to me every single time. Because uh, we, we talked about this before. I did not like the first one because, you know, like I said, 
too jumbled. I didn't understand what the hell was going on. So I was like, okay, I don't want to watch the second one. But my buddy, who is the most hardcore Transformers collector I've ever met, exception of Dennis here, um, was like, no, let's go watch the second one. And I'm such a sucker. I was like, okay, I'll go. And then we watched it, and I was like, that was, that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I was like, never again. And then the third one came out, Dark of the Moon. And he was, I was like, nope, not happening. I don't know how I ended up like first in line at a midnight showing. <laughs> and then the first one with Marky Mark, I was like, no, no, we're, we're done with the series. <laughs> we're not watching this again. And then they were like, no, dude, this is like our Fast and the Furious. It's our other series that we have to watch. And I was like, yeah, it's another train wreck that we have to watch. And yeah, we watched it again. And I was like, why? Four movies. And I completely hated all four of them. And I was like, the only one I kind of liked was the third one, I guess. But even then, it was like, I think that's the problem is the third one was decent enough that I gave the fourth one a chance. It's like a, a an ex-girlfriend who keeps on going, hey, you know, um, I, I still love you. Uh, let, let's get back together. Like, yeah, I'm, things are going to be different I've, I've this changed. time. I've changed, man. I've changed. <laughs> There's <laughs> hope. It's always the same thing. That's how they get Super Megan Fox. That's how they get you. Uh, <laughs> Throwing more Megan Fox at you. <laughs> and then he got rid of her after the second one, so I should have known better. <laughs> anyway. yeah, even she was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And when Megan Fox knows, you know there's an issue. <laughs> yeah. And this is the one that, that shows Brian uh, Brian Austin Green. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. um, my next one is... It's weird because I hated the first movie and then I continued to watch the other ones again. But it's different. So the movie is called Date Movie. Um, Date Movie being one of those uh, parody movies that had come in after Scary Movie created... Is that the, the one genre with the, um, with the kill, Allison Hannigan? The Kill Bill parody? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I remember. Yeah, she saw that one too. I, I have not seen this one. Um, it's but Dennis would watch it because this the main character is Allison Hannigan. Exactly. Then, <laughs> Allison Hannigan got me. Yeah, see, and Eddie Griffin keeps you to stay because he's Eddie Griffin, like <clears throat> you know, undercover brother and Allison Hannigan at the same time. You'd figure this is a movie Den- made for Dennis, but. So this is the circumstances on how me and three of my friends ended up watching date movie. Um, one of our friends from college actually moved away for a few years. So we hadn't seen him. And out of the blue, two of our very close friends who happened to be twins were like, hey, man, this guy's back in town. He wants to have dinner. Let's go have dinner. So I was like, OK, so we have dinner. The guy who you guys know was also a foster president before Dennis was and he was like yeah the, the party has to keep going so let's let's watch a movie and the three of us were like dude the guy's paying for us we can't really say no we haven't seen him in years so let's hang out and we look at the choices of movies and there's nothing I want to watch and he was like hey date movie is playing let's watch date movie the movie came out around uh, Valentine's Day 2007. So having that having that been said, I was watching a movie with a brother and sister and another dude on Valentine's Day called Date Movie. And they were like, oh, it's going to be a fun romantic comedy. I was like, there's, there's nothing romantic about this, this group right here. It's like, you know, at the time, 
the only female was about to get married to our other buddy. So, you know, and then Jay doesn't count because he's a dude. And so, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, he pants me one time, so I'm still pissed at him. But uh, there, <laughs> we watched the movie and they are laughing and I am horrified at how bad the parodies are. Where I think I've made mention of this before, where the movies are literally like, like you know how I joke about how bad the references in Big Bang Theory are. This is that times a hundred, because the references come out of nowhere. It's like, hey, here's a guy, so let's make him hitch. Uh, here is another guy, so he's crashing a wedding, so he's a wedding crasher. So here's another person. It's it's that. It's like nonstop <laughs> references that make no sense to the story whatsoever. But just so they can include him and be like, hey, remember that guy? Here he is. That's the whole, that is the whole premise of the whole story. So it's trying to be fun of <clears throat> 10 things I hate about you. So it's literally just ripping off the whole movie without any of the good jokes from 10 things I hate. Not 10 things I hate, but uh, how to lose a guy in 10 days. So that's the whole premise of the story. <clears throat> Absolutely terrible. Like there's one scene where they're shopping for rings. So, you know. That means there needs to be a Lord of the Rings reference. Oh, Lord, dude. <laughs> yeah. You guys actually saw, sat through this. I, Come on. The Napoleon Dynamite parody wasn't good? <laughs> that, that was the same guy that played Owen Wilson. <laughs> and it's like, hey, there's a wedding. Are we going to crash this? Come on, dude. So that was my experience with that. So here's the follow-up to that is those two guys were actually the, the directors of the original date movie were writers for the scary movie franchise. Um, so they were like, Hey, we made money on date movie. Let's keep making movies in this same exact genre. And those movies played nonstop on HBO. And for some reason they helped put me to sleep. So I have seen those movies a million times. <laughs> so, so you've seen like disaster movie. So and... disaster movie, which is <laughs> about, about, not the worst one, but it's pretty bad because they, they were like trying to go for the, there's a Dark Knight reference, a Iron Man, uh, Iron Man reference, an Incredible Hulk reference, all in like the span of 30 seconds. And then a Hancock reference. So it's like, hey, there's people over here. And then they made Meet the Spartans, which was a 300 parody, which was awful. And... There's another one. There's something about vampires, but that vampire movie starred Ken Jong. So I don't know who I was sadder for. But yeah, those those movies are they still show those like disaster movie, I think, is on TV probably right at this moment. I might end up watching it just because there's like a scene with Carmen Electra wrestling <laughs> Kim Kardashian. So I mean I see that date movie is on HBO Max. So between this and Green Lantern on HBO, I mean there's like fire dude <laughs> yeah garbage dennis, fire Jesus. dennis you're not going to defend allison hannigan on this one or <laughs> no <laughs> no um, I, i'm trying to uh, forget um that it ever happened so um, like the, sad, the sad thing is like um what's the other there was another movie they had it, but it was like a, a a parody of the of the lion the witch and the wardrobe and it's unfortunate because these are the movies that started like like that that actor Fred Willard. Nobody was hiring him for anything. So he started him, Carmen Electra, and Diedrich Bader for actually pretty all all right people. 
and Ike Barinholtz, they all starred in these crappy movies in order for them to like get a foothold in Hollywood. So it's sad, man. Wait, is is Willard the the guy Bidget, from I know Bitch Bidget, Perfect? Bidget Bader. Oh. No, that's John Michael Higgins. Uh, Fred no, no, Willard. no, the the the. Um, the the announcer, the, the, the he's the announcer in Best in Show. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay. yeah, never mind. Yeah, that, but that guy too. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, Lou, do we? Oh, it, so, we, do you think we have time for? One? I think so. I, I think. Want we'll, to we'll, just do last one, last one, or? Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, my next one is, admittedly, I've gotten over it already. Um, now I'm. I actually. I think it's it's an okay movie. But at that time, uh, there was just like a soul crushing like disappointment for me. Um, and um, and not only was it because of uh, actually not 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 only it was because of the the actor. And you know uh, sometimes it's sometimes it's the 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 franchise. Sometimes it's the um, you know the the the, the uh, information, not information. The so what, what the um, I'm forgetting the word, but the the product, you know, something about that thing interests me. But the next one, the only reason why I watched it was because, you know, he was the he is the greatest uh, movie actor ever, um, and all his films were uh, gold. And I was like, he he can never ever make anything bad. Um, and the the movie that I'm talking about is of course Wild Wild West. And I'm going to be okay talking about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And like I said, I've gotten over it. And I still now now I watch it now, and I'm like, and I'm I, and I've I think I've deluded myself to think, oh, it's funny. Don't don't worry. It's 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 Will Smith um, making fun of uh, people in drag. It's uh, Will Smith making fun of handicapped people. You know, it's. It's it's funny, yeah, you know, I, and I think I've I've tricked myself. So, but I remember watching and, and you know with with everything that he had done, with all the movies that he had done, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be an amazing movie. It's Will Smith in a western. Will Smith in a western. Oh, he's gonna make fun of it because he's he's African American and you know there's a, he's going to it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a, a new Blazing Saddles. At least that's what was in my head. You know that, that was that was the level <laughs> of expectation that I had. And then when I saw it, I was like, Re really? Th this is this is the extent of what you have g given me. I mean, hell, the, the the song, no, the wiki wiki wild wiki wild is. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I was like, it's still is better. The, his song is better than the damn movie. <laughs> I was gonna say, is the movie called the Wild Wild West or is it called the Wiki Wild? <laughs> wiki Wild Wild. <laughs> Stupid Cisco. Oh man, but and I I think the the trivia that we should, we all know about is that um. You know what movie he cho he chose not to do so he can do Wild Wild West, right? Speed. Yeah. Well, speed. I thought it was Matrix. It was Matrix. I hate you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was Speed. I, I don't know anymore. The Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> like, I stopped. I was like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> so, although, although, Will Smith on a bus, though. That would be amazing. <laughs> His arms are longer. <laughs> he is taller. 
Oh, Ben. So yeah, that's mine. Um, to this day, uh, it still haunts me. Um, that uh, <laughs> turns out that uh, Will Smith is not perfect. Um, you know, but um, I mean, come on, giant spider. I know, dude. Like, well, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. The director of Thor. <laughs> it was it was a buddy comedy with Will Smith and a white guy. And yeah, it was like, fine, damn it. yeah, and it was like there's also weird technology like men in black. How could yeah. it go wrong? <laughs> he, the villain is a guy in a wheelchair. And we're going to make fun of his <laughs> inadequacies. Oh, uh, oh, Will Smith. <laughs> the oh only God, other failure that 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 he had compared to Wild Wild West is raising kids. That's the only other failure. <laughs> Ooh. his wife not cheating on him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, she just got entangled. She did not I, cheat. Sorry. <laughs> oh, rough. Oh man. Okay. Um. Okay, so Harold brought up a date movie. So I'm going to go with, okay, so this one is going to be a little off for me because, okay, so this one, full disclosure, uh, at, at the risk of uh, sleeping on the couch because my wife is 10 feet away from me, uh, I saw this movie on a date back in college. Um, I thought it was going to be like a cool Barbershop. date movie because, huh? Barbershop. <laughs> well, that's just racist. <laughs> No, but, it, dude. <laughs> geez, dude. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh not, I like Barbershop. Hold on, dude. <laughs> that was a perfectly good movie. Wait. Yeah. I thought Ice Cube that's was my, funny. That's my favorite Kevin Hart movie. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, but it's, so, so the thing was like. I was trying to impress this girl thinking that like, oh, we'll go watch like a super artsy movie that apparently a lot of like artsy people like. So I'm talking about Magnolia. I don't know if you guys have even heard of or thought about this movie. Uh, I'm sure Harold has. This was one of those. Um, I have to, I had to Google it. But this is a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. So Homie yep. is like one of those revered arts, uh, you know, art house directors and like you know the premise of the uh, of this whole podcast was the whole the fact that you know we sat through this whole movie and like just dumbfounded or just jaw to the floor like what am i watching and i think this is it um one of harold's running gags here is joking and teasing me that like either comedies are a little over my head or too smart or that games are too sophisticated for me to understand like uh, uh, like chrono trigger or anything like that i'll be honest this movie went way over my freaking head I was I went to I went to see this movie with this girl thinking oh it's going to be cool we're going to be like whatever but like it was the reverse effect like I'm watching this trying to keep up with whatever the heck is going on to the point where it's like I I I don't know what to do like I'm just going to sit here and like try to wrap my head around why is Tom Cruise acting a fool and, and why is Philip Seymour Hoffman here and why are there frogs raining in the valley? It was a weird movie. It's an anthology movie. I mean, uh, the, the director Anderson had made, you know, I love There Will Be Blood um, and, and his other movies. I, I, you know, a lot of his other the movies. Movie have been he made before that was Boogie Nights. 
Oh yeah, I did like that too. Right, <laughs> good, good call. Thank you. Yes, I did. See, I did like Boogie Nights, and 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 um, uh, what's her name was in this movie too. Julianne Moore was in this movie, which you know she, she was great in Boogie Nights. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I went into Magnolia thinking like it might be fun, it might be interesting, it might be thought provoking because I think I was a freshman in in college at this time, thinking that was like hot stuff. I was wrong. I was mistaken, and I it looks like it actually was nominated for some awards. I don't know why, because I still don't get that movie. Um, and uh, two decades later, I refuse to even w- think about what that movie was about because one time seeing it was plenty for me. So th- there you go. That was my one. That was my last choice for maybe the w- one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, do you know who Paul Thomas Anderson is married to? Paul Thomas Anderson's what? You know who his wife is? No, who is who's, who's he married to? I believe he's married to Maya Rudolph. No way. Is he really? Yeah. Nice, dude. <clears throat> That's why he directed Grown Ups 1 and 2. No, he didn't. <laughs> look it up. I made you look. I am looking right now. I hate you. <laughs> okay. He is married to Maya Rudolph. So, wow. All right. Good for them. Um. So, is this our last one or do we have time for... Well, I think we can yeah, I th- if I th- we want to. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, let's see here. Uh, my last one, I'm going to use two of them. So I'm going to use one here. Um, there's one franchise that Dennis and I love very deeply. And it's kind of a callback to the original movie that I started with here, which was a sequel to... Poison Ivy? And <laughs> that too. <laughs> No, only Poison Ivy. Oh, Poison Ivy three was pretty good too, because Jamie Lee Presley was. Anyways, um, <laughs> don't ever look that up, people that are listening to us right now. <laughs> You're gonna get in so much trouble. <laughs> um, but um, the franchise I'm talking about is uh, Street Fighter. I'm not talking about the original Street Fighter movie because that was somewhat enjoyable. I was gonna, and, I was, I was gonna uh, uh, log off yeah. and, and, and in a huff, and uh, it was gonna be over. <laughs> if, if, if the original one, dude. No. And also, the Street Fighter uh, animated movie is probably one of my favorite animated movies of all time. Yes, it's, yes, it's, it's so good. But are we talking about you know what? No, we're talking about Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li. Yes. Oh. Um. <laughs> So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jamie, the Jamie Chung is an actress. <laughs> uh, the best role I think Jamie Chung has ever done was Rob Schneider's daughter in Grown Ups. Oh, yes. And probably when she was one of the Hooters girls in, uh, I, I pronounce you now, I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Uh, and then she was in another movie that I wanted to mention, uh, and I'm blanking on it right now. What's that Zack Snyder movie? Batman vs Superman. No, the other one. Uh, one hundred. I'm blanking on. I'm blanking on this one. They keep trying to stab all these ants around me. Um, the one with all the girls. Oh, um, Sucker Punch. Yeah, Sucker Punch. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. So that that movie was also disappointing in theaters when I watched it because I thought that'd be a cool video game movie. Anyway, so Jamie Chung, not the best actress because those are the movies she keeps getting up to. Um, the 
the things that I hate most about this movie are two casting choices. Uh, the first being Chris Klein as Charlie, because you know, when we think when of you... when you think of Chris Klein, you think of Charlie. You think Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Automatically, you're like, this is the guy that teaches uh, Kyle how to do the flash kick and throw a Sonic Boom. Uh, no, not at all. But the casting choice that I hated and I still hate to this day. Oh God, it pains me to like even talk about it. <laughs> is the person that plays Vega. I'm trying to remember this now. I know. I, was trying to think I, want, of, you guys, I want you guys to think really quickly. Who played Vega? I'm stuck on the fact or on who played M. Bison in the movie, but I can't remember who played Vega. Oh, now. the guy that played M. Bison is. Uh, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at it right now. Neil McDonough. Neil yes. McDonough, the guy that does. McDonough. He does stuff. But um, everything. <laughs> the guy. Oh, that's not even. Oh, sorry. This is. Oh, that wasn't Jamie Chung. It was Christian Stewart. Sorry. No, I, I was going to tell you that. Yeah. I was wondering why you were. I was like, I was, I was thinking about... of. The, uh, no, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking of uh, Jamie Chung in the Dragon Ball movie because I confused those movies. Oh, oh well, yeah. They're both sorry. bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dragon Ball, that's another terrible movie. Um, yeah, Kristen Kruick plays Johnny. My mistake. Take that out. Yeah, but I, I'm trying to remember because I remember because it was Michael Clark Duncan as Balrog. Um, McDonough's the M. Bison. Who was? I can't remember who it was. Oh, okay. I had to cheat and I looked it up and now okay, it's coming yeah, back to me violently. So <laughs> the person who played Vega was the third the fourth least popular member of the rap group the black eyed peas oh taboo <laughs> oh okay 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 because okay. when i think of vega <laughs> i think of the guy who never gets any of the good lines in any oh. of the black eyed Peas songs also because he's <laughs> a he's not will i am b he's not filipino and then three he's not friggy so automatically he gets dropped down to the fourth place and, okay, so I went into this movie thinking it's going to be bad already because, like I said, I mean, now that I go back about it, uh, Kristen Kruick's best work that she ever did was playing Scotty's girlfriend in Eurotrip. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and she's the one that said Scotty didn't know, doesn't know because he didn't know. So don't tell Scotty. You, you, get, <laughs> you give this role to her, which is great because she had done the whole thing. Um, and she was okay, but like literally trying to become the, it's basically was trying to be Street Fighter Alpha, which is already a great video game series. But then none of the characters ever mix well together. And then like, I don't know. So sadly, it was like one of, when I saw MCD playing Balrog, I was kind of saddened already because I was like, dude, this is so below you, bro. But I mean, yeah, that was a movie. So I'm going to mix Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li along with the Dragon Ball movie just because both terrible adaptations of things that I loved. Yeah. Okay. That's tough, dude. I, I, I do remember Kristen Crook. Like, I remember, dude, she was supposed to be the next big thing. Or at least I was rooting for her, um, you know, coming out of Smallville. Um, you know, she... Like, you know, uh, I'm over here rooting for Asian M representation in media. Yeah, that's why like, her. Yeah, let's go for it. Her, Shannon Sossaman, 
like I was always like they're pretty and they're good actresses, but at the same time, because you know we are the Asian Am guys, it was like I want to see them succeed so much, and then they just fell off. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. This. Yeah. I also just realized was there like a weird obsession with like casting black eyed peas because I totally remembered Will I Am was in uh, Origin. The Wolverine origin stories, right? That's another yeah. bad movie. <laughs> oh, Lord. Did, 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 I know exactly what I was going to say, but I'll be honest on that one. I, I just rented that on DVD, so I did not see that in theaters, so I can't claim that one. Oh, um, I didn't watch did, Street Fighter did, did in theaters. Just... I watched, waited for it on streaming. Okay. So so did movie makers just not find um, Applebee app's phone number? And <laughs> just like, <laughs> we'll get this two of the Black Eyed Peas. Sorry, Fergie and Filipino guy. He, he was he was too uh, um, uh, ethnically ambiguous. <laughs> you couldn't tell if he was African American or Filipino or if he's Ilocano. So like, <laughs> yeah, or or maybe he was busy doing the bedbutt video in the Philippines. So no, so, that's um, though the bedbutt video was filmed in Glendale because my friends are in it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember Leon, right, Leon? Yes. Leon Casino. Yes. <laughs> yes was he in that? Bed oh he's God! You're gonna make me look yeah, at that video. Watch the bedbug video again. If you watch the bedbug video again, he has a pretty prominent like, "Hey, it's Leon." <laughs> um, real quick, uh, <laughs> real quick uh, story. Um, I, I remember. You know me. I'm not a huge like uh, um, like music guy, but um, everybody was talking about Black Eyed Peas. Everybody was talking about, ooh, you know, um, there's a Filipino in Black Eyed Peas. So I watched like a music video and I was like, oh man, th th this guy's cool, you know? And I was like, oh, so there's the, the, the Filipino guy. For the longest time, I really thought the Filipino guy was taboo. Then <laughs> hey, do you remember, do you, I remember there was a long, there was a couple of times, I know you guys didn't do it, but we, we used to do a lot of club nights back in the day. And he would always show up at the club nights just because, you know, fresh Filipino tail. And then he showed up to our friendship games one time. Did he really? Yeah. Well, we were what running around. This? I don't remember. 99 okay. or 2000. But we were running around chanting. And I was like, aren't you the guy from Black Eyed Peas? And he's like, dude, I met you at the club last week. I was like, this is sad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, taboo. Taboo indeed. Okay, um, I think that's it for us today. Um, we need to like kind of cleanse our uh, our palate from uh, all the uh, the bile that's like coming out and uh, <laughs> that we're gonna be spitting out. Um, you know, but oh, um, can I can I do, can I do one real quick? Oh, of course, go for it, dude. For real quick. Yeah. Um, so there's actually a documentary on how bad this movie is. Uh, there was a no there's a documentary called The Worst Movie Ever Made. And the movie was a documentary on this other film called Troll 2. So if you've ever seen the meme of a guy going like, oh, my God, the guy looks like Ralphie from Christmas Story, but he's about to get killed by something. So the movie's called Troll 2. There's no trolls in the movie whatsoever. It's supposed to be a horror movie. The kid figures out that they're the bad guys because one of the bad guys writes on the board, Nilbog. And then the kid goes, Nilbog is goblin spelled backwards. So, <laughs> damn it! Why did I laugh? At Amazing! That <laughs> Amazing! You don't need to watch Troll Two because that was one of those Troll Two and uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space were very uh, frequent showings in the Going Guy household 
in the early 90s because that was <laughs> they, they played a lot on HBO, which is obviously where I watch a lot of my movies. So um, if you ever get a chance, you don't want to watch a movie, but check out the documentary called The Worst Film. I think it's called The Worst Film Ever Made. Something like something along those lines. But if a movie is that bad that they make a documentary about how bad it is, then you know it's probably one of the worst movies ever made. That's got to be bad. <laughs> so was the um, was the documentary better movie than the original movie? Yes. Okay. The documentary is actually fantastic <laughs> because it's a great insight into what people like. Remember those old like Golden Globus movies that were so bad that like um, no one ever wanted to ever watch them. Yeah, this was that, but trying to be a horror movie. And I'm looking at the stills from the movie and yeah, damn, Jesus Christ. Yep. So to wrap up everything, I think we need to kind of circle, uh, go full, full, full circle. I wonder who made more money. Kirsten Kirk Crook in Street with Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li or um or 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 Gal Gadot. If anybody out there knows this answer, please reach out to us and tell us because I am so curious now. Um, I hope you enjoyed our episode today. Um, if you did, you know, please make sure to check us out. Um, you can check out the two fanboys one casual.podbean.com for all of our old episodes. Uh, please like and subscribe to all of those things. And of course, Lewis. On Facebook, you can find us two fanboys and a fifthly casual, excuse me. Uh, every time positive, we'll be posting it there. Uh, news articles, trailers, and whatnot that comes out there, we'll be posting it there, not to mention our very fun and very active Facebook group. So just um, yeah, p- uh, pull us in the uh, search bar, add us. We'll gladly add you on there, and uh, we'll have a fun from there. And then on Instagram and Twitter at two fanboys one casual and as usual anywhere you can find the regular your uh, favorite podcast we're there as well awesome well that's it for us guys um i hope you enjoy our episode um you know see you guys next time as usual this is two fanboys the filthy casual this is dennis this is lewis and this is harold uh the name of the documentary is called <laughs> the best worst movie ever awesome and this, this is called the the best worst podcast ever should be our title also Go Lakers. Go Lakers.